All right, it's Leafs Talk on the Sportsnet Digital Network live. Well, this is all live tonight. We're Saturdays. Saturdays we don't go live, so subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, or uh, make sure that you follow along on YouTube. It gets posted every single time. Leafs uh, beat the Buffalo Sabres. Story of the game to you, Sammy. Is it Nylander? Is it Tavares? Is it the power play? Is it Matt Murray? Where do you want to start, buddy? Ah, I want to start with the jerseys, buddy. Oh, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I forgot. This is your Super Bowl. I forgot. Uh, Wait, I didn't get a text from you, though, because you were stuck in a what? I was stuck in a, cer- a, a certain fast food restaurant that I don't want to throw under the bus because I love their okay. products and I want them to sponsor. But a tough <laughs> night. It's a tough night. So I was watching Did on my make phone. It for puck drop? No, I was watching on my phone. I was there until like 25 after 7. It was brutal. Oh, my Anyways. God. Anyways, it, it was, hey, guess what? It was hot and fresh. So delicious. Oh, yeah. It better have been two hour wait. <laughs> That's all right. So yeah, no, I, uh, I was really, really, really impressed with how the jerseys looked on ice. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the, having the little orange NHL logo was really a nice, nice little, t- nice little touch. I will say though, and this is a probably going to be a surprising take coming from me. And it's something that I've never really cared about, but I hated the milk on this one. I hated the ad on this one because it's like it's a retro jersey. You know, it's on the regular jersey. It's one thing. But have it be like a classic looking jersey and have the milk. That's the first time I actually noticed it. I didn't love it tonight. But uh, outside of that, 10 out of 10, they nailed it. Pure sex on ice, if you ask me. I kept thinking that the NHL patch was a poppy. Mm, I had that thought, too. I okay. I was gonna say I wondered if anybody else felt that. I kept looking at it, going, "Wait, what is that?" And then they would go to the bench, and then you get a clearer look at it, and go, mm-hmm. "All oh, right, it's the NHL patch." I thought the jersey looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't believe that you would go after big milk like this. <laughs> you know, like you're gonna show up with you're a right. horse head in you're your right. bed tomorrow morning. <laughs> you, big, the most lucrative, the yeah, most no. lucrative organization somehow. Big milk is coming for me. I'm gonna wake up no. drowning in a pool of milk. Yeah, buddy, don't let Lewis out of the house. (laughs) Lou Dog's got to stay inside for the next little while. You got to be on high alert. Keep the blinds closed because you just took a shot at at Big Milk. But yeah, I never really thought about it. But now that you say it, that's kind of what they pay for, though, right? If anybody's buying Mm -hmm. that jersey this year, that's the one they're going to buy. So. Yeah, I, I get it. I get your stance, but I would never say anything other than <laughs> milk. Drink it. It's amazing. I, I guess I'm a little bit more journalistic than you. <laughs> you know, I'm a little more journalistic. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're Big J. You're Big J journal. Not afraid to go after Big Milk. Uh, so I'm going to start with Matt Murray, buddy. I just, you know me. I like to give the goalies credit. I think that there's a big Nylander conversation that we can have after this, but I tweeted it out, dude. He's... He hasn't given up more than two goals in regulation in any of his three starts. He's looking awesome. big in the net. You know what I love about Matt Murray? We joked about how, hey, he makes size saves, right? That's what we call them, where he's just big in the net. Like, you got to love that. Big in the net mm-hmm. is great. But just kind of quietly good tonight. Just the, the, They threw him over 30 shots at him. He's had over, I think now I had the number up. It was 104 saves on, or sorry, 97 saves on 104 shots now since he's been back and that's including the overtime goal which you know three on three mm, shouldn't even count those ones just a lot of quiet saves just no no like rebounds not busy tonight nothing where he was kind of scrambling or hectic other than maybe a little bit on the second goal but overall he just looks phenomenal dude to me it he's grown in confidence over the three games 
in, you know, the first game, it was okay. They get the win. I thought they played great in that game. I thought the, uh, the Penguins weren't necessarily great. Thought he was really good against the Devils. It's the reason they got a point. But tonight, I thought he looked the most like I think he's supposed to, that he's looked in a Leafs oh. uniform. Yeah, that's exactly it. I was just, I was blown away by his, and even a few athletic moments where that's been the knock on him that his athleticism hasn't been up there with some of the younger goalies in the league. And a few times where he's really stretching himself out and he's looking comfortable. Maybe he's starting to trust his body a little bit more. But I have to say that I am letting myself believe a little bit. Like, I, I, I would be lying to you if I sat here and said that I'm not liking the way he's looked in the net through these three games. And to me, having him look like this is one of the most encouraging things for this team that I think is a little bit middling at the moment. And they need some good goaltending. Like, I listen. They played really bad in the third period, the Leafs. They really kind of stopped playing. I think both teams kind of start playing. But for the last five or six minutes of that game, when the Leafs were not skating at all, and Buffalo kind of had their tails up a little bit, he made some great stops. Like, they had that power play, and he was solid, and he looked really good. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. I am impressed. I'm encouraged. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here because we know the health. But, man, it's been a really nice three games for Matt Murray for confidence of Leafs fans. Yeah, no, the health is obviously still a huge question mark, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is three games. I'm not trying to go nuts here. No, but, but we're a post-game show. you got to talk about what he plays like in the games, well, and he played great. Especially since, man, in the Devils game, I was I was saying it. Like, he, I didn't get to do it with you and Bourne, but I said it to you guys on the podcast the next day. Like, that felt like a game that shows up in a postseason where mm-hmm. you get outplayed by a really good team and your goalie keeps you around until you get a bounce. And now tonight... What I really liked about him is I like when tough saves look routine. And that's been his MO for the last couple of games. And that was definitely his MO tonight. There was a couple in there where I'm going, man, that was a, that was a really good save. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like, no big deal. He just left it off. He's making shoulder saves, you know, up with guys in tight. He made a good one off of Cousins in the second period where I was just like, oh, wow, he's got a clear shot at the net. And Nobody thought twice about it because Matt Murray, like I said, he's, he's making, he's looking calm. He's making tough saves look routine. And I, I just think that those are really, really good signs for a team that's been begging for above average goaltending. And honestly, at this point, I always thought that he was going to get a run at being the guy over Samsonov after the injury. It would have been a little different had Samsonov stayed healthy and kept playing the way that he was. But as good as Samsonov played to start this season, this is Matt Murray's net now. Like he's entering a totally different climate than the one that he left. There's no doubt that Ilya Samsonov is going to be the clear backup when he returns from injury. I think there's not going to be like, you know, Curtis McElhaney style backup that he only plays back to backs and whatnot. But there's no doubt to me that if this health continues and this good play continues for Matt Murray, he's established himself as the number one. And that's what we talked about going into this year. Right. Like he got paid more money. He got the extra year. I mean, well, I mean, it was with the contract that he traded for. That's what they retain money. But he retained to be a four million dollar goaltender, four point two five for for him that he's making this year around there. Anyways, that's uh, beside the point. But he's making more money. They they pegged him as the number one guy and he has gone come back from injury looking confident. And he is the number one guy. So I'll be interested, interested to see what the share will be once Samsonov gets back. I think they're going to be pretty careful with Murray's health especially now that they're sure. sort of now that they're accumulating points and they have a little bit more room for error uh, than they did maybe two weeks ago when everybody was worried about Sheldon keep potentially losing his job. So I think they'll probably be a little careful with him. But man, it's really good to know 
that you have Matt Murray playing like this and you have the potential of Ilya Samsonov returning and looking as good as he did. So it's nice. Yeah, it really is. Um, like Samsonov looks, what, 90% of what he was before the mm-hmm. injury? And Matt Murray looks 90% of what he's been so far. Actually, maybe a little higher. 95%, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Leafs are feeling like they have really optimized the goaltending position with that money that they have. Yeah, health is a huge thing. It's only three games, but... Yeah, he's looked awesome. Um, William Nylander is now over a point a game. Two goals yeah. tonight. One was just, you know, him knocking in a cookie in front of the net. It's not like, I don't know if it was a brilliant Nylander night. Like you said, the Leafs just haven't had, they didn't play a full 60 tonight. This was mm-hmm. very much a, hey, they scored some power play goals. They got a nice one from Yarncrock on a, really a gift because the too many men. missed too many men. Pierre Engvall and Yarncroft take advantage of it. But yeah, Nylander just, this has been a weird season. It's like, I don't feel as though he's gotten enough credit some nights. I also don't feel like he's been dominant a lot of nights. Here's what it is. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. It's the lack of ghost nights. It's the consistency. That's That's exactly it, man. It's, you're not having these two-week stretches anymore. I guess we're not that long into the season. But remember, there'll be like five to six games, five to six game stretches in the season where he would just not be existent and he'd be lazy defensively and Sheldon Keefe would be bumping him down to the fourth line and there's all these conversations that we have, like, where's he been? And the consistency's just been there. He's been consistently good the entire season. His compete level, his effort, his engaged, everything, his skating, like he is definitely, I think we've said this maybe about him every year, but this year mainly he has gone up another level. Like just every part of his game has gone to another level. It doesn't matter who he's playing with, played with Tavares tonight, played with um, Matthews. It really doesn't seem to be with playing with, matter who he's playing with, sorry. He has really, really gone to another level. Three points for Tavares too. Really mm-hmm. quiet. Mm-hmm. But just like, he's putting up points, man. Like mm-hmm. just a... Uh, Overall, pretty terrific season. I don't know what, like, how much to say about this game, honestly, because again, I just thought it was for the most part aesthetically pleasing from the jerseys. I thought Matt Murray was solid. Uh, I, I thought, like, maybe we talk about the geo goal a little bit. I got one for you before we get to the geo goal. I have a prediction for you, a wide sweeping prediction uh, that can go on as long as uh, both of them play in the NHL. But my prediction is that Ma- uh, Austin Matthews' first career fight will be against Rasmus uh, Rasmus Dallin. I like this prediction. He clearly hates his guts. He hates his guts. He hates him. Like every chance he gets and that shift there, they kind of bumped into each other in the boards. He goes down and barbecues Skinner for no reason. Just throws Skinner into the boards. He's mad. Then he's going in the middle of ice. He's got like the hair, like the emo eye. You see his hair like goes down. He's like had that look in his face. I'm like, oh, he hates Dallin. So my wide sweat, that's my prediction that they, that his, his first fight will be against Dallin. I think that Matthews just hates the Sabres. Yeah, like, I, I think that there's some unresolved stuff from last year at the Heritage Classic. Mm-hmm. The the cross-check suspension. Well, they embarrassed them last year, man. They cost yeah, they them did. a bunch of points towards the end of the year where they lost big games against them that like probably changed the Leafs' seeding. They lost some bad games to the Sabres down the stretch. Lost some bad games. Put mm-hmm. Matthews's hunt for the heart in peril with the suspension. 100%. Like, it was... Yeah, you can tell that he's got a little bit of hate. That's why I want to ask you. Do you think that hit was dirty? Which one? The one uh, oh, in the middle of the ice? The ice. Penalty? Yeah. I, th- I think it was a vintage accidentally on purpose. 
Like, yeah, like Simmer brought it up on the broadcast. He was like, he's going for the puck. He didn't really see him. Well, I think that is maybe true what Simmer's saying. I also think Austin Matthews has a pretty good awareness of where he is on the ice and where he, his body parts are at all times. And he knew the opportunity was there to be like, oh, I was going for the puck. And he lowered his shoulder right into Middlestat's bean. Like, he yeah, nailed that's, him. That's it. So, to me, it's he does a really good job of going after the puck. Mm-hmm. Like, he's locked in. You can look at his eyes. And he's looking yeah. at the puck. But you can tell he also braces the shoulder. for yeah, He lowers like some it content. a bit. Yeah, and he lowers it. And, and he's... I don't know if he's like headhunting there. I think that that is just a difference in size situation mm-hmm. where it becomes that. But I, I think that he was looking for the contact as well. Let's just put it that way. He wasn't afraid of having the hit not yes. be clean. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. So it's I love seeing that. It's so nice to see. Like, you know, you're just having your superstar, your number one player, your number one center acting like a bit of a dick. It's a nice yeah. thing to see because he doesn't usually have that in his game. It's something where he has the opposite of that, where you wish he would get more pissed off. And it's yeah. nice to see him act pissed off. I just, I enjoy it immensely when he's pissed off. Maybe, maybe they just need some Sabres games again at the end of the season. Mm. Although still hasn't gotten like I get yarn gets the five on five goal. Well, really it was like a six on five goal. Just another <laughs> weird night. It was where, not an even strength. It was not a yeah, five they, on five. Goal. They just can't get even strength scoring. I like, I'm going to talk about this on my podcast a little bit more on Monday. Like I'm going to flesh it out with Ennis. Mm. Um, but yeah, dude, coming into this game, they're 24th in even strength scoring, and they're sixth heading into tonight in even strength minutes. It's a bit of a that's a sample now. We're 20 in, so don't want to kind of do this one on a night like tonight. But again, it was after the second period; they just kind of went to sleep. Sabers kind of played them, I thought, pretty evenly for a large stretch of the game. Like they just took just, advantage of their power plays. I, the weird one, the weird geo ruling broke them because that made it three nothing. That was a yeah. shorty. That was what completely changed the game, and that made it yeah. three zip and ended it. But you were watching the Raps game uh, in the intermission there. But Bieksa did like a thing on it, being like, "That's weird that that goal counted." And I thought it should count. I sent a tweet being like, "That should count. That's a good goal." But Bieksa was like, "So if he skates down there on a breakaway and there's no net, and you just shoot it over the line into the yeah. imaginary net." That should count. And I was like, yeah, well, here's the thing, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's like, what if the net was there? Would his, his skate have hit the net and it wouldn't have gone in. Like it was really, really weird that they just counted that goal. Right. Call glad it happened, but a little bit weird. Okay. I just don't understand. Like, listen, you know me, I love BXA. Like that's yeah. my guy. Me too. Like, he's terrific. I think he knows the game infinity more than I do, but I don't understand the, making up hypothetical situations like this is the situation the situation is the one we saw like sure are there other weirder situations you can concoct using the net being off and the puck crossing the line but Mm. this one was like the perfect 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 way to execute that rule where like giordano's in the shooting motion as that guy who was it that went into the net was Uh, i think it was no i think it was tuck i think it was tuck on the back yeah it was tuck right I thought Tuck took the penalty. Anyway, I can't remember who it was that flew into the net. The guy who flo- fro- goes into the net, he's already making his move. Like, he's already, he wasn't doing that to shuffle it in to be like, oh, the net's about to go off. I better get the puck on the net. Like, no, it's a bang bang play where Geo's mm. clearly kind of fumbling it, actually. Like, I almost <laughs> thought, like, Marner, you got to know who you're dropping this pass it's to. It's a like, miracle that that miracle. crossed the line. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, if that. I thought if that, if that goal doesn't go in, Marner would have gotten hammered again tonight 
for not shooting the puck. Like that was, it was not on the London Knights, pal. You're not, you're not dropping it back to Christian Dvorak here. Like you're dropping it to old bag of bones. (laughs) (laughs) Shorthanded. When it was Giordano, I went, well, that's a, it was a pretty pass, but yeah, yeah. it's to Mark Giordano shorthanded. Just maybe try to make your move. You're a breakaway. Like how many guys want to pass it there on a breakaway other than Mitch Marner anyway. So he drops it back to Gio. Gio makes his shooting move, which was like the bit of the stumble, and then try to kind of like <laughs> shovel it across the net. That's a shovel. That's what that move was, the shovel. Yes. You can see it's on the ice. It's not in the air. Like, you can see it goes inside the post, and you can see that the goaltender is, like, not giving up on the play. He's still trying to, like, reach back with his pads and stop it, almost like he's aware of the rule. Mm. So, Fair. to me, it was just... Yeah, hypotheticals, you can make enough of them where I would go, yeah, I don't know what I would want to call in that hypothetical. But on this particular goal, the second they showed the replay, I went, how does that not count? And then, of course, it does. And you go, okay, good, right call. So weird one. Mm. And Gio's first goal of the year, I love that he's got, like, the ugliest, weirdest goal of what is going to probably be the entire season. Honestly, I don't know if there will ever be a weirder goal than that in the rest of the history no. of the NHL. That's one of the weirdest goals ever. And so I, I, uh, Sportsnet Stats, which is one of the best follows in the world on Twitter, uh, uh, he's the oldest Maple Leaf in history to score a shorthanded goal. So there you go. Yeah. Pa- he passed George Tor- Armstrong. Yes. Uh, on March 1st, 1969 was the last time. So um, do you have anything else? I just quickly wanted to touch on the Sabres. Yeah. Uh, like, I just, I w- it, suck, it sucks they suck. The Sabres sucking sucks. It sucks. Uh, my only other leaf thing was that they split up. They like Sheldon Keefe tried the the Swedish blue line, and they mm-hmm. took a penalty, and they were getting caved in. And he went no. <laughs> so I I don't think that we're gonna see the Sandine Lilligren combination no. anytime soon. No. Bit of a tough night for those. It's fellas, not. But it's not. It's not good. You can't do no. it. Like I'm sorry. Like they, you're just giving up too much with that. I think Lilligren's capable playing with somebody who's also capable. But playing with somebody who's fighting it as bad as Sandine is right now, it's just not a good situation for either of them. They put them both. You don't put them in a situation to succeed with those guys. So I agree. They, no, you just, you, they get caved in those two together immediately. Yeah. No, they, it didn't work out. And I, I do want to get to the Sabres, because, but I just want to finish all the Leaf stuff. Yeah, yeah. My, that was my note. And the other one was, man, Bourne, you and I talked on your show Friday about mm-hmm. how Marner went 100 games without a power play goal, and now he still doesn't have one this year. But I love that he just clapped one to the net on Same. the first one. Like hammer time. Just got set up by Morgan Riley, who took his, you know, 25 years to set him up back there. Used up all What's the quicker? Time. The Titanic just, turning or him passing it yeah, over to like the left the Sea level change or Morgan Riley's decision oh. on the power lay Anyways, oh. Riley sets him up perfectly, puts it on his tape, and what does he do? He doesn't do the double clutch. He doesn't handle it. He doesn't try to get too tricky with it. Just bomb. And it goes off the bars' body in the net. And I went, you know what? We've talked a lot about how this power play needs different looks and how Matthews is needed to move around and blah, 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 blah. Ultimately, sometimes changing a power play up doesn't need to be where a guy is on the ice. It just needs to be what you do on a play. And I thought for Marner, that was just like a really nice moment in the game. And I, I went, dude, maybe every once in a while, just do that. Like, try to filter one through. Try to slap one in there because... The wrist shot is too much of a muffin at times. Maybe it works for tips, but like that works too. I just, I liked it. I liked seeing something different tonight. They do so little of that. 
on the power yep. play. And it's just like, it's the opposite of what we grew up with, where it was just all, all guys standing in the front of the net and hammering pucks towards the net. And the analytics, don't they hate the point shot? Isn't that like one of the things that's like, they don't, yeah, they're not because, a big fan of it? Because if it gets blocked, it can go the other go way, the other, right? Yeah. Lower but I, chance. And if it gets blocked, it can turn into a transition. Listen, I don't want, with the skill they have in the ice and the puck handling ability with Willie and Matthews and Marner and all those guys out there, I don't want them just blasting it all the time. But like you said, just as a nice change up here and there to get one on net, it's it's nice. And that was great. And Tavares was in the right spot as usual in his kitchen right there on top of the blue. Goes off his shin pad. You always love those ones. Didn't even have to use a stick. So good on Johnny T. He's having a great year. Sabres suck. Man, it sucks. I, I'm so sad because Tage Thompson is a capital M mutant. This guy is so good. <laughs> oh, my God. I understand how they suck so bad when they have, like, they just have too many players that you go, oh, I like that guy, and then they suck. It's rolling downhill on them now. You can just tell they're broken. They're just, they don't have any, as soon as the lease went up on one nothing on them, you could just see it in their body language. They didn't quit, but they're just... They're so sick of losing. I think out of the seven games or eight games they've lost in a row, they've given up four goals in six of them. Like, it's just, they're getting scored on constantly. I don't know, man. It sucks because I was really excited. I went to that Sabres game earlier in the year. They were buzzing. Everybody was playing great. They were starting off well. The least, you know, it was going to be a great rivalry this year. And I was hoping that they're both going to be relevant. And it just looks like the Sabres are on a collision course with irrelevancy here again. It sucks. I tweeted at the beginning of the game that I like I, again. Part of it probably was the retro reverse retro jerseys Leafs are wearing mm. that they were new. But these two teams, when they're on the ice together, just look aesthetically pleasing to for me. sure. Just like they have played a good chunk of games where even when both teams like have, even when those teams haven't been in their same competitive cycles, they've just had good like weird history against one another in the division, and. Everyone has sort of wanted them to line up. Remember when Babcock first came to town and he turned his back on Buffalo and people went, oh, it's going to be Eichel versus Matthews and the two mm -hmm. American stars and the, and the rivalry. And it just never really worked out. And then at the beginning of this season, when they had a little bit of buzz, you went, oh boy, they're at like a really exciting time. And maybe they're yeah. the up and coming team in the division that's going to push the Leafs and it not happening. You're right. It does suck. I think that every Leaf fan would kind of agree you want buffalo to just be relevant and have yeah. some fun battles with them it would be amazing to go down to buffalo and watch in their rink and have a little bit of juice between the fan bases like yeah. it just it hasn't existed in a long time remember when ryan miller like leaf fans hated ryan miller i hated ryan miller why oh, he haunts my dreams he because beat he the leaves every against the leaves. <laughs> they had that horrific streak going down to buffalo mm -hmm. but he also knew it and he would mm -hmm. say, like, he, he once said after a post game, like, there's nothing sweeter than being the, beating the Leafs or something along yeah. those lines. And I went, you know what? I sports hate you, but I respect that so much that you want to get up and, like, play in these games and dominate these games mm -hmm. and just have a little bit of hate between the teams. So that's kind of why I liked a little bit of the Dalene uh, uh, Matthews thing. Uh, I like that they just have a bunch of talent that you enjoy to watch, but you're right. They stink. There was, there was just nothing, nothing to them tonight, really. Yeah. Other than probably that last like six, seven minutes in the game where for some reason they just ended up getting a bit of a weird push. Well, so I had another thought because Tage Thompson's from Arizona as well, right? Isn't he from the States? He's from the States as well. Yeah, but I think he might be a, 
No, he's. I think he might be born in Arizona, but not raised in Arizona. But he's. But he's. But he's American. Yeah. And I just another. It's just another guy that the next time you know when he was uh, born the, in Phoenix. When the next Haley's Comet arrives, when we get to watch best on best hockey again. But that's just another addition to Team America that makes him so scary. Like, think of that, hey, dude. What? Don't worry about it because it's never gonna it's happen. Never, I know, but like, think about them playing with Eichel and him, or Matthews and him on the same line. Hey, boy, there. That's scary. So you're right. We don't ever have to see it because it's never gonna happen again no. for some reason. But that Hockey guy, the coolest thing about it, they decided dude. to go like, "Hey, you guys love watching the women, uh, like in the Olympics, where they play each other, and there's this intense hate." Yes. And it's actually something it's like that the most thrilling hockey game. It's like everyone loves it so much. And it's like, yeah, no. we'll never give you that. <laughs> Why would you ever want that? <laughs> we'll give you like, yeah, we've, we've had now we're like going on almost a decade of like Ben Scriven. Yeah. The last time there was a best on best. 2016 oh, was... was the world championship. Yeah. But that was even a joke because it yeah. was Canada beat team Europe to win. Like who yeah. cares? No, man. 2014. That's what I count. Sochi. So it's almost, almost 10 years. Decade. Yeah. That's insane. That's just not right. Yeah, it's crime. It's a crime. It's not right. And they're still it screwing is. around. Think about being Sidney Crosby. Like you could have gone down as the most decorated Canadian in Olympic history. Mm-hmm. And instead they robbed you of your entire, they robbed them of 2018 and 2022. Mm-hmm. Like sad. bare minimum. Sad. Breaks my heart. Anyways, I don't want to end on this note because now I'm just sad. But uh, Did you see how Raptors game ended? I didn't see how the Raptors game ended. I Well, here's what I did. I flicked over and I saw OG and Anobi get an and one to make it like 108, 101. I was like, oh, this game's over. I don't have to check back in. And then I got a, a WhatsApp group notification. It's like, what the F raps? And I went over and I'm like, it's an overtime. So it looked bad. Scotty missed a layup, missed a bunny. Scotty missed a bunny, but then even so it was bad because, you know, I had it on my second screen. Yeah. Was, Barnes had a good game. He had like 28 points, but he mm. missed a bunny. And mm. then worse. Oh, like, I saw the end. Four seconds the, left. I saw yeah. the end leak out. Uh, AJ Griffin. Was that? That's the just, that's the the kid, coach's son, right? Yeah, but Scotty Barnes leaves him for some ungodknown like reason and just jumps up in the half court and leaves him yeah. wide open. But then Trey Young throws an alley oop to Griffin, scores, yeah, and then does that. the <laughs> half to the Raptors. <laughs> well, honestly, you gotta go. You gotta go to uh, Alex Wong, Stephen LeBron on Twitter. He has sent out some bangers of like be people who are supposed to be upset but are actually happy tweets because uh, Adrian, Adrian, right? Adrian Griffin's yeah. the assistant coach's son. Yeah, AJ so <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, who played at Duke, right? So go check it out because he's got some good tweets. But yeah, it's top one for the Raps. Weird team. Uh, follow us on social media, Twitter and on Instagram at JD Bunkus at Sam A McKee. Uh, again, going to be down at Cafe Dip. I'm going to have you come down. Oh yeah, I, buddy, I cannot wait, yeah. <laughs> baby. For World Cup on Wednesday, uh, Monday, Born and I are going to do Leafs talk. Mm. Uh, we'll be back on doing the live show, and then wait. So we're going to watch the game because Leafs play Wednesday against the Devils, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's going to be a Super Sports Day. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to oh, go down. So we're going to do the post-game show after that? or Yeah. Born. Born. <laughs> get the cold <laughs> beers ready. we got to keep yeah, the bus going. Born. Eh, there might be some schedule reshuffling here. It might be born and somebody else. <laughs> on Wednesday. Depends how the game goes. We're going to have to call yeah. someone in. Canada beats Belgium. Uh, there will be no programming. To, yeah. uh, no, no least talk. Oh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Audio is still not fixed. Oh, yeah, we're not going to be able to do it. Anyway, subscribe <laughs> to the podcast, leave five stars, share it, review it, do all those things. And yeah, we'll see you Monday night. <laughs>